Hey, Coffee Breakers. This is just a warning to let you know that this episode contains adult content and may be disturbing to some listeners. Please take caution and listener discretion is advised. At what point does a thought become a crime? When is that line crossed? Is it when you steal the car? When you tell a friend about it? Discuss in detail what you plan to do with said car? In this episode, we are going to cover thought crimes, the case of the cannibal cop, and try to answer when, if ever, should our justice system step in. Hey, Coffee Breakers. I'm AC. And I'm Scully. And we got a weird one for you this week. And actually, Scully has taken over, and I'm just going to let her tell y'all about it. Yeah, I, I feel like all my takeovers, everybody's going to be like, oh, gosh. Like, cause they're always so weird. <laughs> but I love it because it, it gives you your personality. Like, it gives you Scully personality. Like, they know when Scully's taking over, it ain't just, like, no random hit and run or yeah. potential, like, oh, suicide no. slash murder. We don't know what it is. Oh, no, I'm going to take it, it weird. It, it's weird. <laughs> I'm going to find the most bizarre. <laughs> it's people getting naked at McDonald's yeah. and the serial killer hotels <laughs> and this one, which yes. is, ew. Yeah. Okay. So, here we go. Here we go. Um, this is on... HBO Max, if our listeners want to watch it, it is, well, excuse me, it's called Max now, not HBO Max. Oh, my bad. And it is Thought Crimes. I think it says Case of the Cannibal Cop. And this one's so weird. I usually take y'all through, like, step by step. For this one, I'm just going to kind of tell you the story because there's a lot of debate in the episode, documentary. And I kind of want to open that up. For me and AC. And then y'all to chime in. If you're like me, you talk to the radio or your headset or whatever while people are talking anyway. So feel free. Yeah. (laughs) Send us a message. You're not alone. You can send us a voice message and or I think I might do a question and answer poll on Spotify for this one. Where you can actually go vote and be like, should he have remained convicted or been convicted? Yes or no. Okay. And... Should you be on a list? Yes. No. Should they at least be on a list? Yes. That That's my argument. And we're, we're kind of spoiling it for you. We're going to let her jump in. Yes. But yeah. All right. So the documentary kind of opens with him talking about um, being able to be someone else online. That he, this part kills me, that he fell into this website. Y'all, this website is called the Dark Fetish Network. Never even heard of it before. This is the first time I've ever heard of anything like this. He said that on this doc, on this website, he got to explore his deviant thoughts, his fetishes, um, all these like twisted, demented thoughts this man had had for quite some time. It immediately starts the documentary with it's like the old IM chat. That's what I picture. So it's got his <laughs> like handle, which I think is just his name's Gilbert Valley or Valley. It's V A L L E. Um, it immediately starts with like his text and it did he have a screen name that was I think it was just like M Valley I don't know why it was M maybe it's Michael something oh so it, yeah. uh, okay he doesn't have anything like creative okay. I'll, I'll get into the others though okay. um, it immediately starts out with quote wanting to get his hands on some girl meat a stun gun he wants to cook women in an oven um he said that the whole premise of that website is like who can be more depraved and I'm like I think well, you start out with wanting to get your hands on some girl meat and to eat it yeah you, you win um, 
but apparently not. Can, can I just say? Sure. Um, I'm deeply disturbed. And we're two seconds in. <laughs> Three minutes, my bad. That there is a website. Yeah. That has the, and I know it's out there, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. I know the dark web and there's horrible things that go on online and all that, but I don't live in that world. Yeah. And this is making it come crashing into my world. Oh, I agree. And I don't like it. And I just want to say I'm very bothered that this exists, just in general. Oh, it's going to make you. Just just off that. So much more. Um, He talks about, let me give you some background. Mr. Gilberto is a New York City cop currently during the beginning of all of this. He talks about how he got home late at night and he needed a way to like detox. And this is how he chose to do that. Um, I find that extremely interesting because watch a TV show. We'll take take a melatonin like (laughs) criminal minds, dude. Criminal minds. Do something other than this. Supernatural is a good show, too. He's married at this time and he has a small child, a little girl. They are in the other room asleep in the bed while he's up all night doing this, messaging these people, talking about just depraved things. The next message that pops up is the sounds of her screams will be music to my ears. Um, he just, there's so many messages that pop up constantly saying stuff like that. You want to know what else is disturbing? What? Most police departments require psychological evaluation prior to being hired. Yeah, and he passed it. And that's terrifying. But I have something for that later on, too, that I found that I think is really interesting. Um, huh. It jumps to arrested. Um, like, he's doing all this stuff online. His wife thought something was going on because he was staying up later and later and later each night. So she put actually spyware on the computer. Go wife. Right, and was able to find out all these different things he had been doing. King, she probably thought he was cheating on her, yeah, or wanted to cheat on her. Yeah. You know, like he's talking to all these women online mm-hmm. and da 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 da. Can you imagine the shock? I would prefer he was cheating on me. <laughs> to <laughs> Do be you honest. get that you're starting to read these yeah. messages that he's like, I want to put a girl in the oven. Oh yeah, and eat yeah. her. Yeah. Just you she probably she 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 probably wanted to be cheated on too after reading oh, I'm, that. I keep thinking that song. Take her to a hotel. Don't she'll bring her to the house. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, please do that. <laughs> do that rather than this. Don't do this. So he was arrested actually by the FBI for like dozens of kidnapping or potential kidnapping conspiracies. Conspiracies. Um, it cuts to his lawyer Julia Grotto, and she immediately states this isn't a actual crime this is just thought crimes that this man put all this stuff out on the internet and it's icky and it's gross but he didn't actually kidnap anybody he didn't actually eat anybody right you mean tell me he didn't put nobody in the oven no he's just talking (laughs) so um it cuts to mr gilberto 
Valley. I'm going to call him Valley. He lives in Queens, New York, and he said he wanted to tell his story because there's a lots of myths to the story and, like, dramatizations that he would like to clear up. Oh, yeah. Please do this. And he wanted the facts out there uh-huh. for everybody. He talks about how his mom was, like, the soft love in the household and, like, always there for you, and then dad was the strict one. Um, it cuts to his dad. His parents said, <laughs> I like his dad because he's like, is he crazy? Like, he immediately <laughs> is him, like, is something wrong with him? Like, he's very much like, I don't know what this is, but I don't like it. Yeah. Mom, not so much. She's very much like, this is not my son. Like, she said when it all came out and she had to, like, she read the chats and heard them in court that she just kept saying, you know, he has a problem, but this is not my son. This is not my son. There's like, no way he could have done this. Yeah. That's not the person I raised. Yeah, and, like, she has a very disconnect, of like... reality of it. Yeah, and yeah. I, as a mother, I don't know how I would do. I just don't think I would be like, not mine, you know, like, he didn't do it when it's clearly he did do it, and, right. like, he admits he did it, but... I mean, but I get... Wanting to... Di- I, I get wanting to distance. Absolutely. Yeah. I get wanting to distance, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I'd be very upset... If my child, oh, yeah. like, absolutely. Yeah. But I I feel like I would be more angry versus just denial. You, oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. I'd be like, Dad, is he, what wrong with, what broke? I would be like, Dad, is he crazy? Like, <laughs> like, is something wrong with him? Like, what broke? Yeah. Um, so in these chats, he talks about, like, wanting to complete a flawless abduction, talking about women being tasty. Um, mom... Mom bothered me because she's like, you know, everybody has different ways to cope. And she likened what he did on this website as like him going to the gym. She's like, some people go to the gym. And I wrote that down because I knew that that would bother you. Y'all couldn't see her face snarl, but she was like, Ugh. Um, <laughs> I wrote that down specifically for you because she literally likened it to that was his way of dealing with the stress of his job. To, to get on fetish websites and fantasize about the fact that you would like to rape, murder, murder torture. Torture, torture and, was a big thing. Right. And um, eat. Cook and eat. Yeah. Women. Specifically women. Not just people. Just women. Women. Some kids. And, and children. Yeah. Um, and... Sounds like you got way too. You ain't cut out to do what you doing. If that, if it's stressing you out to the point where you got to think about torturing women and children and eating their bodies, yeah. No, you were doing that regardless of stress. This is not your coping skill. This is your fantasy. Yeah. Stop it. But you have something wrong with you if this is your fantasy. Like, definitely, it's not my right. Um. So then it talks. It goes back to dad. Coping skill. Oh yeah, they talk about that, and it it drives me crazy. Dad said. Dad, his quote is that he created a monster, like not dad himself, but that his son, Gilbert Gill, created this monster that he's a good writer. Like he didn't really do anything. He just created this persona. Okay. And then his other thing is who's actually dead? Like he's talked about all this stuff. Like we're going to get more into stuff he said, but who's actually hurt and or dead in this scenario? Which is the whole, is it a thought? Is it a fantasy? Or is it an actual crime? I have to have more information before I can make up my mind. But right now, I'm leaning. It ain't going good, Gil. Well, here we go. Um, they, the wife, man, she was just perfect. She was able to give them so much stuff. <laughs> um, 
so there's 24 sets of combos that happen like two, 20 from my understanding it's 24 different conversations with different people at different times in 21 of those he is asked is this real like are you serious by different people and he always responds no fantasy no matter what i say it's fantasy it's all make-believe except for three three of the conversations three of those conversations he never said that and when asked he said it was for real (laughs) okay all right okay so just for clarification purposes he was arrested for conspiracy to kidnap Okay. okay. And he was arrested for unlawful or unauthorized use of the police database. Uh-huh. And I'll explain that more. But I looked up conspiracy law in New York, and I'm going to read that to you guys. In order to be convicted of a conspiracy, there must be more than casual conversations about committing a crime under New York penal law 100 100- You or another party to the plan must complete at least one overt act in furtherance of the plan in order for you to be prosecuted for conspiracy. Now, now, now read that one slower for uh, ADHD over here. I'm going to read the last highlighted part. You or another party to the plan must complete at least one overt act in furtherance of the plan in order for you to be prosecuted for conspiracy. Okay, so does that mean, and this is my question, you or another person who was interacting with other people, if if the other person took an overt act on their plan they discussed, would that qualify him for conspiracy as well? That's my question. That's the way this reads. So, like, put it in real world if me and you were in new york because i don't know what our law is here so me and you are in new york we plan to kill gil we don't we don't (laughs) (laughs) but just for purposes we'll we'll say billy joe we're just gonna make up somebody okay and we just talk about it talk about it but then i take the step to go buy a weapon for this then yeah According to what this reads, I can be held. You can be held because we've discussed what we were going to do. I just finally took a step leading us that way. Gotcha. Okay. So slippery slope, honestly, because if you are role playing, like he's saying, it's just fantasy stuff. And all but three conversations. And then he's like, nah, this is real. Right. And then whoever goes out and gets something. Yeah. According to that law. So again, his two charges are conspiracy for kidnap as well as the unauthorized unauthorized use of law enforcement database to gain information on one of the victims. So to me, that's the overt act. Like agreed, one hundred percent. Like that is that the was o- it. That's the overt act for me. I agree. So then you get to hear from Harvard professor Alan Dershowitz. and go for me because that's how you say it. Yay! <laughs> he said conspiracy is a prosecutor's favorite instrument in order to be convicted of an attempt you have to not only intend to do it but you have to go beyond preparation and cross a line that suggests you're gonna do it unless someone stops you conspiracy allows you to move that line back if two people talk about doing something terrible and agree and then one over act that's it so, again, two people agree on it, like, this is what we're going to do, and then one person takes that over act, which I think Gil did with unauthorized use of the database. Yes, among other things that he did. Oh, yes, and I'm 
we're going to get into that as well, Yeah, right? that's the next part. So they also clarify an overact doesn't have to be criminal. So a lot of people think, like, I'm going to rob a bank, so I have to go steal a car for the getaway vehicle for the bank. That's my overact. Stealing the car. Stealing the which car. Which is in and of itself criminal. Yes, but it doesn't have to be. No, you can take your own car. You can. Um, and that's still an overact. So they talk about, like, what was his overact? So he talks about in multiple of the chats that he needs chloroform or he can make chloroform his himself. Mm-hmm. So then he Googles, how do you make chloroform? Overact. He um, talked about stalking his victims, and then he used the law enforcement database to obtain that information. Overact. Um, he took many steps. He traveled to Maryland. Um to target a college friend, he went with his child and his wife, mind you, to this. They had like a lunch. Yeah. But he talked about this specific person in the chats and wanting to do horrible things to her. Before or after he saw her? Before setting up the event to go see her. And, and then talked about how delicious she looked and he couldn't wait to like sink his teeth into her and her not knowing her days are numbered. Over an act. Agreed. Um, but then they, they say, but what was in his mind when he did these things? Like I, when, don't, I don't care. <laughs> I agree. I feel like you already hit over it, act, so you, you're going to prison. But, <laughs> I don't care. Um, then yeah. it cuts to the court. Mm-hmm. And it this I found interesting, so I, I included it. You get to hear from a sketch artist, and she's kind of like, I've never got to draw nudes in court before, but there was so many things from like the dark fetish network. She talks about, she drew people naked. She drew people on spits because this was all stuff that was like barbecue spits, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Just to clarify. She drew people at being cooked, roasted. She had to draw like a little thing of the dark fetish network because this is the kind of stuff this man had on his social like what he had been looking at and what the documentation they had wow yeah and and it was no court uh, no filming allowed in court or whatever so that's why she was drawing this draw it up yep um i'm gonna try to give you guys a little bit more um i was trying to pull up my little notes so in this whole thing all right he has three co-conspirators okay were they all arrested for conspiracy as well Mm -hmm. okay you, well, I don't think the one was, but you get to hear about two other ones. So Michael Van Ice, he was a mechanic in New Jersey. They call him the murder mechanic. That was his little moniker. Yes. Someone in Pakistan known as Ali Khan was another person he was communicating with. And then a man in England whose name was Moody Blues. That's his real name. And his screen name was Meat Market Man. Michael Van Ice's screen name was just Mike Van Ice. Like, it wasn't anything. No, we, we ain't trying to hide. No. Yeah. Um, but how... Go ahead. I guarantee you he worked in a butcher shop. Who? Moody? Yeah. Moody Meat Market Man. I guarantee you. Moody Blues, from the things I found, was a very, very demented, twisted man more than Gil. Like, Moody has problems. They all have problems. But Moody is like a 10 out of everybody like he's he trumps everybody yeah yeah like i wouldn't want to be alone with him ever like ever Might not that i want to seek out any of these people but like i would be afraid to turn my back on moody <laughs> um anyway <laughs> you didn't see her face She's yeah like, uh-uh. that scares me um okay so he talks about 
this is Gil. I'm going to read you guys, like, what happened to his co-conspirators, I think, at the end. Okay. Just so we can keep it on Gil. He talks about a place in the mountains Gil does that no one would hear anybody scream for miles. He talks about tying women up there, that he's building a, a pulley system in the basement to torture, slow roast, and then rape his victims. What do you mean, and then? Rape and everything I saw for Gil was, like, the last thing. So after he's cooked them. Like, he was really big into, like, the torture, like, have them suffer. Right. That's more of what did it for him than the thought of raping them. Like, he liked the thought of this them being cooked alive. Like, that was his big thing, which is so terrifying. Yeah. Um, How about this dude going to put on his match profile? Not yet. Don't okay. ruin it. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'll let you in with that. But I, I yes. go back. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, but I'll let you definitely, because that's hilarious. So it cuts to Juror X, because she kept her yes. anonymity, I guess. She talks probably about, should. I would. <laughs> I would. She talks about all the things that they had to read, and that he was sick, for sure, but they weren't judging him for being sick. They were judging him to see if he had committed this conspiracy. Right. And if he had violated using that database, like, illegally. Did he actually do that? Right. Um, She said what made it real for her was that this man, y'all, took pictures from people in his real life and uploaded them to the Dark Fetish Network. So everybody else could feast upon, my bad, poor poor wording. Everybody else could see what he was working with. Yes. So it, it tells you, you get to know the, the victims. So there's a Maureen. I'm not going to give their last names just because. Yeah, no. But there's a Maureen. There's They've a, been through enough. Andrea and a Kimberly. And he shared their pictures on the dark web with various things he wanted to do. He talked about... Um, their body parts and like what he thought was like oh she's got big juicy legs and he wanted to see them just tortured man like this man is sick this man's also a police officer at this time yeah well not now because he's being tried but he was up until his wife busted him right yeah he would have still been a law enforcement officer which is absolutely terrifying right she also talked about he had something that was called a blueprint Okay. And it had on there a blueprint for killing Kimberly on the documentary. It shows you that. But I think it's something they drew up. Like, I don't think he had it labeled like that. And it, it states he needed a car. That was the first thing. He needed chloroform, rope, duct tape, a tarp, um, just all the things he needed to be able to successfully complete whatever. The, mm-hmm. the kidnapping and murder. Yeah. There is a young girl. I think her name's Elisa. And she was, like, barely 18. And he had been stalking her because he talks about watching her. This is the one he talked about watching her come out of her school and knowing her not knowing that her days are limited. He also talked about selling her for five grand to Moody. So we got some human trafficking in Mm -hmm. there. And like there's negotiation happening on these text messages or IMs or whatever. Because Moody's like, well, can you do four? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm. I'm at risk here. I'm trying to be an aspiring kidnapper and you know, this is, this might cost me. So I need at least five grand, but the plans went unfulfilled. So the argument by his attorneys were, this is all 
fantasy. He stalked her. That's her overt act. He stalked her. He knew what time based she left off from those school. Char- based off of what he's saying, yes, but I don't think that they had anything to pin him there other than him talking about, I saw her come out. He convinced. I agree, but I'm just, I'm just telling you. So they were saying nothing ever happened. So like the pulley system he was talking about, he didn't have a place in the mountains for one. He didn't have a big giant. He didn't have all he that. He does not. Okay. He doesn't have a place in the mountains. The basement he was talking about that he was, had the big oven and all that. None of that's real. The basement that he was in, like the apartment, was the laundry room. Oh, okay. So he doesn't have any of these things he's talking about. But, you know, he's using all this, like, depraved language with terrible things he wants to do to people and how he plans to do it. So the jury comes back, and they find him guilty of the conspiracy for kidnapping and the unlawful use of— Well, he definitely unlawfully used that database yeah, to find— he absolutely accessed access a victim that right. had no business being looked up. Right. It cuts to the defense— and they're like very upset and they're like um this was thought crimes he was convicted because of his thoughts the jury acted on the quote what if and that he's going to prison for stuff that he never did and they immediately put an appeal to the judge citing no evidence of an actual crime having been committed so he's facing life he does that's a little, that was a little shocking to me. I didn't realize that conspiracy was a life sentence. Yeah. He's facing life. He does seven months in solitary because he's a former law, he's enforcement. law enforcement. So yeah. for his protection, like, yeah, he's got to stay in there. So then it starts talking about what's the line? Like, at what point do you cross it? You cro- Okay. So let's, let's you go want, for it. You want to start the debate now? Yes. I want a sip of water. So you have at it. Okay. So for me. You want to be sick, you want to get on these websites, do your thing, whatever. All right. You cross the line when you identified real women. That was your overnight. The second that you uploaded those pictures. Yeah. Because not only did you identify your actual victims, but you also put them in a situation where they could be victimized by other people. Yeah. These are sick individuals and you're showing them photos. Like nowadays, that's a quick search. Like you give me a photo of someone, I can Google image search that and I can find who that is. Exactly. And where they live and what their phone number is and probably a bunch of other things. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So no, 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 no. Second overt act was looking up how to make chloroform. And see that. Third was drawing out a blueprint. Yeah. See, to me, I feel like when you put the women on there. Like when you put real life people on there and started talking about what you wanted to do to them specifically Mm -hmm. and making plans. Right. Before you even did the Google search or the law enforcement search. That to me, 100% you should go. Right. Like done deal. Yeah. That's the bow on top. Yeah. But I mean, and because it's not a thought anymore. Right. You are putting. You put it into action. Yeah. Even, even if your only plan was just to look her up because you're a creep, that. It's too far. Yeah. And going to meet somebody. Oh, yeah. That, but he claims that that was just like meet and greet. Like it's a I college think, friend. And she and, never wants to see you again. I guarantee you, homie. No. Nah. Like that's over. So it's showing Google searches. And I'm assuming that these are Gil's Google searches because it's like how to kidnap a girl, how to cook a child. 
um, best rope to tie someone up but with. He had a child. He did a very small girl. That's what I'm saying. Like a baby. Like that is terrifying of itself. He's looking up how to cook a child. Yeah. He has access to a child. Oh, it gets worse. Unfortunately. Uh-huh, okay. Um, they have the whole debate bot crimes, like what, whatever. And then they were saying that the internet knows more about a person than like most family members. Like your internet search would show more about you than what you have conversations with your family. I feel like mine's the same because I'm like, hey, you want to talk about Cannibal Cop? Google Cannibal Cop. Like, I feel like mine's pretty much. But it re- it talks about his wife yeah. and, like, how she was Googling, wrote, my husband doesn't love me anymore. Right. And they said, like, the Internet is, like, an extension of your mind and the fact that you use it to I look up other things and, like, to not, like, if you don't want to tell your friends, like, I'm having trouble in my marriage, so you Google ways to fix a troubled marriage that kind of thing i mean i get what they're saying mine's mostly just like trying to figure out how to spell certain things agreed and i agree so, with like my, the internet thinks i'm dumb <laughs> so. i feel like everybody i know googles like if you have something wrong you google like big toe hurts what does that mean you know like absolutely so i get it to a degree i don't get it in the extent of like oh i can't be myself so i have to go on the dark fetish network but extension as in I'm having issues. Like, what does this mean? Yeah. Like, if I have this thought, what should I do? Like, it can absolutely be an extension. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you don't want to communicate. Right. If it's private. Yes. But then we're putting it on the internet, which isn't so private. Right. Um, So then this, you'll love this. They kept saying, like, well, what's the difference between him and what he did and what Stephen King writes? It's not the the same. Yeah. Look. Look, he wants to write about pet, like a book like Pet Cemetery, and he wants to talk about the demons and the goblins and all that good stuff. We're at it. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. It ain't the same. He it's is not, not Stephen King. Quit comparing him to Stephen King. Yeah. So I love Stephen King. Stay up off Stephen King. I, not the same. I think it's like a forensic pathologist that says this. No. But that we're drawn to Apples violence. and oranges. <laughs> that we're drawn to violence. So if you can act on them in stories, like you can live out whatever... I don't even want to say fantasy. Whatever whatever draws you to that violence in the well, story, you won't do it in real life. It's cathartic for there some. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it gives them some kind of release. And I'm not saying that these people don't need that. I'm not saying that they don't need a release. But I'm just saying, like, at what point are you a danger to other people? And I feel like if you're drawn to the violence because it, it makes you feel better to think about other suffering like that. Or you that. get a sexual, like, you response got something from wrong. it. Something's not okay. <laughs> something's not wired the way it's supposed to be. And you need to go get that addressed. So then it jumps to 21 months. He spent 21 months in jail. And a judge makes a ruling that... He overturned the conviction, right? Lack of sufficient evidence. Uh. And they acquit him. Right. So he's out. He, it shows him coming out of the jail, and he apologizes to his family for his infantile choices, is the words he uses. You're right. But infants don't think like that, That's Jill. exactly where my mind went. I'm like, no, babies don't do that. Like, stop it. Like, yeah. you're just perverted, pedoph- pedophilic almost, because he talks about children, like him and Moody at some point did. It wasn't the big, at least cooking them. Um, anyway, he's put on an ankle monitor. I don't know. I don't want to miss say. I don't know if he talked about kids. I think Moody talked about kids. And he was just like, yeah. I think he was just Ugh. in those. Um, he was put on an ankle monitor. He's 
talking on the phone to like his lawyer saying like uh, he loves that the judge put at the end that this is nothing more than a fantasy role play like it's not real I want to be like hey judge can we look at your google history right quick right um Gil talks about it was just a private thing he did it's embarrassing I bet it is I mean yeah he claims his job was stressful and that again wrong job for you boo I agree um the documentary doesn't cover how long he was doing it like how long he had been on this dark fetish network he kind of makes it out in the documentary like he started the job and then like this happened and even his wife at one point said you never see her it's i guess like messages and someone else reads it that he it was like right after the birth of their daughter i think is what she said but this part killed me too um so they start trying to look up like why he started looking this stuff up and whatever. It says on there, um, started once his daughter was born. They tried to blame like his parents and that they parents divorce. Like they divorced. He talks about how his mom and dad they always saw him fighting, and they were never happy together, or that sex was never discussed in his house. Like his parents never really discussed anything related to that with him. I think these are all just cop-outs. Dad does say that when he was going to college, he gave him a box of condoms, told him not to use them all at once. It was kind of like a joke, and then it moved on. But I feel like this is such a stretch for why you are the way you are, to be like, well, they never talked about sex, so I became a deviant. I don't agree with that, because this is deviant sexual behavior, for sure. I don't even, I can't, I don't have a response. Yeah, I, I mean, BS. I would love to say something to, it's to witty here, but I'm just like deadpanning it. I don't know. Mom really, really, really wanted it to be dad's fault because. Well, yeah. Like really wanted it to be dad's fault because she was like, is his dad going to say, or is he going to come out and say it's because of the divorce? Is he just going to say it or did the devil make him do it? And then she like gives this really manical like, <laughs> like laugh that doesn't fit. He's like, what'd you do, mama? And then she's like, just kidding. And I'm like. It's you. He got it from you. Um, like, what did? You, what was you looking up? What did? What did you see? <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, honey. <laughs> like, he's a weirdo. Um, he said that he did it because he felt accepted there. Uh, so my thing is, is this is stuff he already had. Like, I don't yeah. think there was something wrong from the jump. Like, he got exposed to something early or something. I don't know. It doesn't even have to be early. Just something. Something. Something yeah. switched with him. So he said that he was more of like a sadist, but that he was incapable of violence, which cracks me up. Um, Then he cuts back to like he wanted to put her in an oven. He wanted this. They did him so wrong on this, I will say. He talks about wanting to make bacon off of a woman's belly. And in the documentary, they show him cooking bacon at the exact time they say that. And I'm like, y'all wrong for that. Like, y'all did that purposefully. And then my whole mind was like, is this man thinking about like human flesh while he's doing this probably i know and then which just, is why they did that yes, just, <laughs> yes and it just mm, it rums me wrong <laughs> all right let's see oh the forensic pathologist deets park deets he was like the big like the clutch for the pro- not prosecution for the defense okay because he was saying that he he evaluated him and that he didn't fit like the sex offender thing he also said sex offenders will actually seek out law enforcement positions because it's easier for them to find prey 
I would agree. That's what Dietz said. Yeah. And he is like the the main man when it comes to this kind of thought process and all of that. I was just thinking because how many, it's New York City, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, how many potential victims did he come across? Like, a homeless population? Oh, yeah. Uh, women under the influence? Um, it's scary. Yeah. Um, he also stated that, Dietz did, that all this was a way as, like, going on the D, DFN, Dark Fetish Network, was a way as coping. With what? The stress of his life, his job, all of that. Um, Have we ever considered that maybe we just need a new job? Right. If it's, yeah. No. If it's driving you to think about torturing people. Yeah. And you're staying up to the wee hours of the morning every single night. It might be just a little too stressful. Yes. I'm just saying. They ask him in the documentary, like, would he, would he go on the Dark Fetish Network again? And he was like, no. Um, mm. Well, I think he's asked in the chat, like, would you? No, it was that that but then one of the chats it asked him if he would consider um cannibalism and he said yes like it's the chats and they're asking like would you actually like rape murder kill all that and he's like no and he said well what about cannibalism and he was like yes that he answered yes he would he's still interested in that in these chats that's yeah i know he talked about um gilded current like in the documentary that he wanted to be off the house arrest because he wanted to go to the beach. It's a beautiful day, and he'd like to go to the beach. And then he smiles and was like, you know, take my cross-country trip. That would be nice. And I immediately go to Moody Blues, who lived in England. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are we trying to, like, get over there because Moody has the means and capability that you don't have, and you're going to, like, partner with it? Like, that's like the look he gave is just creepy to me. Right. It, it definitely gives you the vibe of, like, what are you planning? Like and I, maybe it's just me. I don't, maybe the way they edit it. I don't know. No, I would probably. I didn't watch the documentary, so I have no idea what she's talking about. But I'd probably be like mm-hmm. immediately. He's like my cross my cross country trip, and he but smiles. Why are you going cross country? I'm like you don't need to go anywhere. You have like, to we stay need to here put you on an island. <laughs> never have the internet again. You get to be free, but no internet access. I meant to tell you that part of his conditions were no access to the internet. He wasn't right. supposed to have it on that at all, and no smartphone. Like right. he wasn't have you get flip, yeah. You T nine. It does baby. show him T nine in it. Like he's <laughs> tick, 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 tick. But that's what you get. Um, you lost the privilege. So it talks more about how he got busted. So he told his wife late at night that he had to wind down because he got off so late. She it's installed the spyware and exposed his online life. She found an email address and. <laughs> He's slick, but not slick, because he created this email address that she had never seen before, and he used the same password that he told her to use for everything, so she put it in. It gave her access. That's when she found pictures of people that they knew in real life, like uploaded. Um, Including her, correct? Yes, but she she left immediately. Oh, absolutely. Which my kid. She did. They bailed. Yeah, they're out. She said... She's messaging him, and she's like, she wanted. To, she asked him, "Did you put me on Dark Fetish Network?" And she expressed that she was scared. He told her she wasn't. Okay. Then it cuts to Exhibit Six, like it shows you, and it says Kathleen, twenty six, five seven, hundred fifty to hundred sixty pounds, married with baby daughter. He put that on the Dark Fetish Network, which was his wife and his child. 
put a picture of the baby. I don't think he put the baby daughter on there, but he told her that he told him they were married, that she was married with a baby daughter. But not married to him. No. Okay. Yeah. That right there is your overt act. Talked about the meat on her thighs, butt, and hips. He talked about a shared desire to see her. No, he shared a desire. They didn't have this together. Shared desire to see her tied up by her feet and her throat slit. Suffering would be his ultimate enjoyment. Like, the longer she could suffer, the better. That they could rape her was an afterthought. But, like, that's what he wanted the most, was her strung up and slowly bleeding out. This is his wife. Mm-hmm. This is the person that he married and shared a life with. Yep. He claims right after this in the And also that he's a freaking liar because he straight up told her. Yeah, absolutely not. You're not on there. Mm-hmm. And then put her on there. Everything. Like, her picture, her, her age... That she her weight, in. her <laughs> where she carried her weight, everything. Like he outed his wife. Um, uh, he cannibals. Yes, he claimed that it didn't affect his life though. Like his oh, no. dark fetish network uh, stuff didn't affect anything related to his life. We were staying up all night. He said that the reason that it started getting later and later was because it was so simple as when he started talking to Moody Blues. Moody Blues was in England, so when it was like 2 or 3 his time, it was like 8 a.m. for Moody, which I have another issue with, because how are you going to get up at 8 a.m. and get on the Dark Fetish Network? Like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, he said he stayed up simply to talk to him. You mean conspire. I agree. He claims that, again, that he closed his account with the Dark Fetish Network because it, the day before all of this came out with his wife, because it was affecting his family life. Oh, 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 because you figured you done found the spyware? Well, we have messages from 9-8-12, 9-18, no, 9-8-2012, where he tells Moody he closed his account, and Moody's like, why? And he said, quote, because less chance of getting caught. So he didn't close it because it was affecting his family and all this crap that he wants you to believe in the documentary. He closed it because I think he knew his wife was getting close. Yeah. Something and on the computer didn't seem right. I feel like she was starting to ask more questions is what I picture. What are you doing? Like, why are you staying up all night? You don't ever want to spend time with us. You're always on your phone. Like, what is going on is what I think. Mm-hmm. And he started to get a little, you know, mm-hmm. oh, God. So it cuts back to the juror, and she talks about um, the Kimberly. Kimberly. That was the kid, right? Or not the kid, but the this, younger one. Kimberly was one of his high school or his college Friends. That's the one that he went to go see. Yes. Um, he talks with Moody about a cookout Labor Day weekend and that she was his favorite victim for 10 years now to fantasize about torturing and being terrible to. Okay. So we know at least 10 years this man's been having these kind of thoughts. Uh-huh. Which is so scary. Um, Moody asked him, you know, would you go through with this, like actually doing this? And he stated yes. And he said, she will not see it coming. And then Moody said, well, what would you do with her head? And he says, I'll have it frozen on the table with her last, like, it's not a direct quote, but frozen on the table with her last terror and agony on her face so that they can see that, I guess, while they eat the rest of her. That's what he told Moody. Ew. Yeah. He talked about, he planned it. He said doing a drive, like a dry run with his family. 
Like, and he went to go see this yep. person, right? They did brunch with her. Um, he drove past her work, and they know that because in text messages he writes her, like, oh, so that's where you work at or something like that. So he did confirm where she was working. Over that, over that, over that, over that. So they had this whole, like, Labor Day thing, did the brunch with her. They worked out the timeline, the jurors did. From the time, like, he got off and sent the initial messages, and when he went to this brunch and came home, most people, when you come home from vacation, like, unpack, like, kind of detox, get Mm -hmm. things ready, he immediately got on the Internet. Oh, yeah. To talk to Moody about it. He talked about her being mouth-watering, and, like, he just couldn't, couldn't wait to be able to do what he wanted to do to her. Yeah, I wish y'all could see Scully's or um, AC's face. It's just, it's just like, how is this person out? Like, I agree. You know, I've joked and said there needs to be a list. He absolutely needs to be put on a freaking list, man. Yeah. This is terrifying. And overt acts all over the place. Like you told Moody that you did a dry run. You actually went. Mm -hmm. You text her to verify where she works. Like how much more do they need? You're putting real people's pictures up. Your wife. You're haggling. You're stalking this kid. The one. Yeah. The one that's barely 18. Yeah. And, And haggling a price. Like what else do you need? You're. You're Googling how to make chloroform. Yeah, and you have a blueprint of what you need to be able to do everything. But we cut back to Dershowitz. Remember the Harvard professor? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> he says that he was always taught by his dad to, like, pull for the underdog. He's not pulling for Gil, but he's just saying that's how he is. I agree. Me, too. And he says that he'll go in and he'll ask the jurors, if the evidence shows that the defendant probably did it, will you convict? What would you say? Probably. It's supposed to be beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. I have no reasonable doubt whatsoever that he did. I agree. Okay. I'm trying to say the sentence right. I have no reasonable doubt against him him committing the crime of conspiracy. I agree. Once you start getting all of it together. Yeah. Not with the evidence presented. I have no reasonable doubt that he conspired to commit a crime. Okay. With co-defendants. Yes. So he asked, you know, if the evidence shows that defendant probably did it, will you convict? He said, if the juror says yes, he immediately is like, strike that juror. He said, probably isn't enough. You have to be willing to free somebody who will probably do something bad and who has probably done something bad. He said, it's better that 10 guilty go free versus one innocent be detained. And I struggled with that because I was like, ugh. I, but I agree with it on the premise of our, our, our I mean, to, um, there's, we have a lot of people who are innocent that are locked up. I mean, that's just all there yeah. is to it. But in this case, he ain't innocent. And he said that the problem you run into with jurors or jury, whatever, is the, the unwilling to apply the presumption of innocence. Oh, I have no problem with uh, applying the presumption of innocence. But this, you ain't innocent. Yeah. You read the statute. It, it, it define an overt act. Define what overt act means. Just anything, right? Like anything yeah. a step beyond what we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah, you did it all over the place. I agree. So you're guilty. So this is when it starts giving more details of like what he did for those overt acts. So it's talking about the weekend surveillance that he did with his family when he went to see the girl. Yeah, overt act. Kimberly. Um, he, it's like 
he kind of brushes past the database usage. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. So he looked up one um, one of the victims. I didn't write down her name on seven twenty one of eleven, but he didn't even talk about doing anything until January of twenty twelve. The other, I think it was Andrea. He looked her up on seven twenty of twenty eleven and didn't talk about anything with her until January of twenty twelve. He was asked at least once by Moody, like, can you give me their address? And he did deny giving any kind of address. Well, okay, good for you. So they're saying that his planning, quote unquote, wasn't actually planning because he didn't do it. It wasn't like I looked her up on 721 of 11 and then was making the plan on 722. I mean, I see what you're saying, but you still inappropriately look you know, use that database because they're not criminals. They're not under investigation. Correct. You're not authorized to do that. Or ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, so, yeah, you still absolutely that you did that. But I don't uh, 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 pictures. Yeah. So this is more into like what what is the line and what when did he cross it? Did he cross it kind of thing? We already agree he did. But oh, yeah. this is the whole debate of this. But I can understand that he's weaselly enough to come up with this excuse and that excuse and this excuse yeah. with, okay, well, yeah, I used the database illegally. But I didn't do anything with it. I didn't do anything with it. I didn't provide them the address. It's just their pictures. Yeah, and like, I already had those. I didn't get that from the database. Right. But so, you still, I mean, you absolutely 100% still violated the law for... Preaching to the choir. I agree. Just clarifying for the listeners. I, know, I feel like everybody's going to be like, yes, ma'am. Like, Okay, moving no, on. No, you can keep going, but I agree with you. Like, I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like he violated. He violated that 100%. Now, as far and that's as overt, right? To me, but they then they have to link that action up with a conversation. And they do, though. But not... Not time. Like, the timeline is what I think gets Just because he was smart enough not to do it quickly doesn't mean you should get off. I agree. Like, you know, and also... The overt action of him going to meet his friend Mm -hmm. and then coming back and discussing her days are numbered after very... she doesn't know. That's the part that's so scary to me. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And that um, verifying her work at the same time, like, all that is overt actions. To me, enough... To convict. Beyond a reasonable doubt that you had, and if you could have, you would have. Exactly. That's perfect. If you could have, you would have. Yeah. I think he was a little bit of chicken. Yeah. So he didn't want to, like, make the jump, but he definitely, I think it was just a matter of time. I think if, yeah, but I don't think he would have, well, I don't know. I think he didn't want to give them the addresses because he didn't want Moody to get them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he wanted to There was some nefarious, not like he was protecting them. Yeah. Um, Those are my victims. You can't have them. So because of his, this whole thing, it's in the media, it's huge. They're talking about, like, how do you, how do you convict? Like, how do you get them? So they did this whole sting operation on the Dark Fetish Network, and they busted three other people. Um, One of the people, I don't remember who it is on the documentary, is talking about kind of what we did on our intro. Like, what... When does it cross? Right. Like, is it when I talk about doing this crime? Is it when I'm driving to the house to do said crime? Is it when I ring the doorbell to go into the house to do the crime? Or is it when I actually step foot in the house with the weapon to do the crime? 
Like, at what point is it a crime? Yeah. And it's like... And I think that depends on the crime. Yeah. Um, so, he's sentenced for... He goes back in for the sentencing. He is convicted of the database usage. Yes. He gets time served for that. Yeah. He gets off of house arrest. He spent about four months on house arrest. So he's done about two years in total? Yeah. Okay. Um, they're talking about, I was trying to read what my notes were. They just go more into like, if we could see into people's minds, what would that change? Like, how would we do crime? That kind of thing. Oh, no, um, yeah, it's more of just... We can't, but... Yeah. Right. So then it cuts to this one lady, and I don't remember what her title was, but she's like she's from a different country, and mm-hmm. she's got pink hair. Okay. And she says, what makes you ethical is not what you think, but it's how you act on those thoughts. Like, you can think any number of things. Some it's of just, us have really weird, random thoughts. Yeah, and I think about intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts. This is immediately what I thought about. Like, how many awful intrusive thoughts have me and you had? Right. And it's like, you don't act on any of that stuff. Or usually there's some bad happening to you or someone you care right. about. But it's, you don't act. Right. Well, I mean, how many, you know, the situation that makes me the angriest like how many times I've thought well you could you could just go ahead like you know punch her face right but you <laughs> but don't, I don't. exactly but I don't plan to either and I don't talk to everybody about mm-hmm. hey I'm gonna punch such and such in the face I'm gonna do this like I don't do that right this is a part you can say your part that I know you want to um three months later it hops and he's talking about he's out on you know he's out so he's able to walk around and do whatever and he's talking about, like, his next step. Like, when he went out, people weren't recognizing him. And, like, it felt good to not be recognized. You need to be on a list. And then he talks about what's his next step and that he wants to date. Of course you do. And he wants to get to know somebody. And go ahead. What did he do? He put on his profile, y'all, that he likes to cook. The audacity of this man. The audacity. Yeah. That was... It ends the documentary with, like... It bothers me so bad. <laughs> um, it does tell you in the documentary that after he gets the the acquittal, but then they refile. So they're recharging him or mm-hmm. trying to recharge him with the conspiracy. Right. The end of the documentary doesn't tell you... Like, it ends with it still in the air. I think it still is in the air. It's, no, oh, it's settled. Okay. Like, he got acquitted of all of that. Okay. Um, he... No charges whatsoever. But the end of the documentary is people joking. It was a Match.com, and they're joking, like, he put on there, like, I drink uh, an excessive amount of coffee. Like, that somehow takes away from the fact that you cook people, or you want to <laughs> cook people, or I like dogs. Okay. Leave my freaking coffee alone, dude. <laughs> you still want to eat people. Like, get off. And I think Match ultimately deleted his profile. They did. Because they don't want him on there. No. <laughs> well, because then, yes, he goes out on this anonymous date with this anonymous person that he's never met. And then, then you never see her again. And yeah. then that's a liability. And he keeps talking about how there's got to be someone out there. There's got to be someone who's curious. That's what he kept saying. Those were the words. Curious. About I, what? I don't know. About him and would be intrigued by him. Well, unfortunately, he's probably correct. So I'm going to try to look it up real quick. I told you guys he got acquitted. So his new venture, because he does have, I guess, prison time underneath him. He's an author. Is that he's an author. He's so, not Stephen King, though. No. I went and had to look it up. So his first book was all about how he was wrongfully done, and the FBI did all this wrong stuff to him, and he was just an innocent man who was just a freak. Not his words, mine, but essentially what he meant. 
And then his other book was A Gathering of Evil. And if we got us, do we have time? I don't want to run us over. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I don't want to make it too, oh, too long. Uh, let's take a break. Okay. You're on. Okay. So his book is called A Gathering of Evil. And uh-huh. just to describe this to you, I'm going to, I'm going to show it to AC, but it is a girl, what looks like strapped down, uh-huh. scantily clad, looks like she's bleeding and being tortured or whatever. Yeah. So when you read the description, it's Sarah McConnell and Jennifer Miller are two young, attractive New Yorkers leading seemingly normal lives. Unbeknownst to them, they have been targeted by a group of wealthy and violent sadists who meet through the dark web and share some rather unusual and deviant sexual desires, along with the desire to turn those twisted fantasies into a reality. Uh Uh-huh. Marilyn and Bruce, the wealthy couple from upstate New York who have organized the event, have gathered this group of people from all different backgrounds and brought them together through a common bond. The lust and desire to kidnap a young woman and brutally end her life. The hunt is on. Will the prey survive the gathering of evil? Ew. Yes. So. So it makes. Okay. So we all read horror books or I have read horror books in the past. I read. I, I, I used to be an avid reader. You know, I don't really have time to yeah. devote now. But I read horror books. Like I read some horror books. Um, I wouldn't read that just based on the the back. Like when you put it into context of what this man. Initially, I'm trying to disassociate from what I know to just what you read. Yeah. And I probably that's probably not my thing to read anyway. It's more goosties and goblies and that kind of stuff yeah. as far as horror but vampires, you know, that yeah. kind of crap. Uh versus just out and out rape and murder. Um but when you put it in context of everything that you know about this dude it makes that book so much more just skeevy and scary let me read you the second book oh god because this one i think is even more Mm. it says the social catalog of prey that's the name of the book the social catalog of prey hashtag prey like p-r-e-y not prey as in the lord yeah, and no, I got it. Like Hunter, I'm just making sure yeah. people know that he's not. He ain't yeah. touching the Lord. It says it's a deep dive into the sinister, high-tech white slave trade, where unsuspecting young females are stalked on social media, then stalked in real life, and subsequently abducted by snatch guards, chained in basements, and sold online to the highest bidder to be tortured or even killed. All by the way of live feed video for the sadistic pleasures of other paying customers on the worldwide dark web. And this is that happens, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like it's relatively rare for an adoption to lead to like that type of human trafficking. Human trafficking trafficking typically happens with somebody you know. Yeah. And but we're not gonna dive deep into the human trafficking thing right now. But that happens. Like, that's legit. Yeah, and... That's, it, you know the reason why he knows about that? is because he's been on those websites. He was talking about selling people. You got to give me five grand for... Nah, I'll give you four. Like, yeah, he literally is writing what he knows. Yes, which and, makes it even worse. Yeah, and the last book, I'm not going to read the full synopsis of it, but it's called The Lake Tahoe Ten Killings. And in that book, it is about a serial killer who's, like, ending the... 
like coming to the end of his life and he's writing his memoirs of all these horrible, nasty things he's done to women for over the years. And he comes across this young guy who's like an upcoming serial killer and he takes him under his wing to teach him all of his ways so that he can become the student can become the master and take over and continue his memoirs. And some of the, what are they called? Like reviews, reviews are like, this is like a how to book. Like this is teaching you how to like his books are so, it even has warnings. Like these are very, very gory, gruesome, graphic, graphic books. Yes. And he's making money off of this. And it's exactly what he, I, I just, that just kills me. Yes. So, all right. What do you think? Do you think right now, do you think, that he has ever participated in any kind of, and this is opinion only. Okay. We're just critiquing. This is, we're not saying he has, okay. We're just critiquing in your mind. Do you think he has ever participated in any type of assault? Not necessarily rape or anything like that, but no. Okay. I don't either. Why do you think? I think he's chicken. I think he's a chicken. I think prison rocked his world. Mm -hmm. And I think he knows where to stay now. Like, I think if given the opportunity, like if he walked in and somebody was like, here, 100% he would do it. Hands down. I don't think he'd even think twice. Right. But I think he's more of like the skeevy, like, click here and you can watch this person get this horrible thing happen to him like he's there he's paying to watch torture videos and yeah. snuff films like and stuff snu- like, like that. the nasty filthy all that's still illegal absolutely but that's what i think he's doing to get caught that's the kind of stuff i think he's doing right but he's not making the snuff films no but he's still very much like when he said in the documentary of no desire that's bullcrap he had no desire because he was still being he was waiting for them to come back and appeal the appeal right so that he could be retried so he wasn't no i'm not i'm reformed i'm reformed but then you're going to turn around and write these books no like this is still very much well he's an opportunist so like he he found a way to make money yeah off of his crimes because technically i mean it doesn't fall under the whatever you can't make money off your crimes law because Mm -hmm. he didn't really do a crime well, it was, he was acquitted on the yeah. charges, so it doesn't qualify. Right. So I want to tell you one other thing. So you remember me talking about the co-conspirators? Mm-hmm. So I found a thing on Slate.com, and I'm just going to read it to you guys, about some of the people that were busted. Through this thing with him? Yes. Okay. So remember the auto mechanic, Michael Van Eyes? This is where this starts. For months, he and Valley engaged in repetitive and aimless online dialogue over how they might abduct a woman or a child, then imprison, rape, and or kill her. Valley's trial prosecutors convinced the jury that the pair had settled on a plan and taken steps to carry it out. But the evidence shows that Valley and Van Nuys had multiple, quote, deals to kidnap women and never followed through on them. The dates they'd scheduled for these crimes came and went without either one of them getting off his couch or bothering to call the other up. As the judge pointed out in that ruling, um, Valley supposedly, quote, agreed with Cyberpals to kidnap three different women on the very same Monday in early 2012, one in New York, one in Pakistan, and one in Columbus, Ohio. No reasonable juror could have found that Valley actually intended to kidnap the women on those dates, is what the judge concluded. 
But what about Van Eyes? He was convicted in a separate trial of having schemed with two other men. This is this is the part kills me. Former high school librarian Chris, I think it's Ash, and Veterans Affair Office, Veterans Affair Hospital Police Chief Rick Meltz, to rape and murder this part too. To rape and murder either his wife, his daughter, his sister-in-law, his sister's in-laws, mother, his sister's in-laws, daughters, ex-girlfriend, an unnamed transsexual, a woman named Barbie, like all these people. There was no set plan on who they had apparently discussed all these different people. Mm -hmm. The co-conspirators in that plot worked out various arrangements for the various crimes, which depending on which online chat you happen to be reading, um, they would have taken place in at least five different locations. One specific date, only one specific date was ever mentioned, and Van Nuys spent that day shopping with his grandmother. Van Nuys lawyers have filed a motion for acquittal, and it's possible that Judge, I can't say that guy's name, will rule in his favor, too. Such requests are standard practice, so I'm not. I'm going to skip over that because it's talking about Van Nuys might be able to get the same thing. So he was convicted, too. Yes, he's okay. waiting his sentencing. Um, let's see. Well... Such requests are standard practice, says Columbia law professor and former federal prosecutor Daniel Richmond, but they're usually made with no exception of success and denied with very little reason given. No one keeps track of the success rate of these post-trial motions, but everyone agrees that Monday's ruling in favor of Valley was an exceptionally rare event. They were surprised he got off. Yeah, I am too. So that what does that mean for Van Nuys, whose wife and supposed target knew all about his fetish chats and testified on his behalf, may end up serving 20 years or more. The wife? Van Nuys. Oh. Even though his wife testified she knew all about this, it was all play, like none of it's real. Um, Is this the one that... He's low. He's lower functioning. Yeah. If there's any distinction at all between his case and Valley's, it is that Van Nuys actually met one of his chat partners in the real world. The librarian, Chris Ash, visited him in New Jersey, and the other two men drove around Trenton looking for hypothetical places to dispose of a hypothetical body. He took me to a park. This is a quote from Van Nuys. He took me to a park, which he thought would be a good dumping ground, said Ash. Oh, excuse me. Ash said this. But, you know, I thought you need... You need to go to the mountains or something. This was many months before the pair started talking about a conspiracy of which they were convicted. As it happens, Van Nuys did believe that Ash might be more serious than he was, or at least that's what he told the FBI agents who visited his home in late 2012. By that point, the agents investigating Valley had gathered up all the trove of disturbing online chats, but they had no idea how to sort out the fake murder scenarios from, quote, real ones. Right. At first, they tried to separate the chats into piles. Mostly were clear fantasy, they figured, but a few appeared quite serious. There were significant overlaps between the categories, conversations in, in both, conversations both indulged in flagrant whimsy with description of non-existent wilderness outposts, invented human-sized ovens, and made up pulley systems for hoisting bodies over barbecue pits. So they asked Valley and Van Nuys, the FBI asked Valley and Van Nuys for help. Um, which of their online partners did they think were serious? So the FBI pulled them in to try to figure out who's who and who did they think would really hurt somebody. Valley told investigators that it was hard to make that distinction, but there were a few who might be the real deal. In fact, he had no idea. The fantasy role plays relied on members' stubborn insistence on their own willingness to break the law. The uncertainty made the chats more exciting for everyone. Okay. 
and that that's just mm. faced with the same question van eyes who unusually low iq could be an issue at his sentencing pointed the investigators to ash and melt Metz. i guess how you say it m-e-l-t-z how would you say that melts a former fbi agent posing as an ex-military man and dark fetish named darren reached out to both men who are in their 60s and gained their trust together they and a second agent started working out plans to kidnap, rape, and kill young women, played by a third undercover agent. So I will tell you that Met the Melts. Melts. He's a senior citizen with diabetes, and it says that he found himself so overwhelmed with the cloak planning that he couldn't he couldn't get any more because he was just so aroused, which is just disgusting. Um then the other one, the Ash, he actually showed up to the set upon time with items for the kidnapping. Went as far as to go into Texas and get a stun gun and had rope, had a, had a speculum, had several different things that he had planned to use on the victim. Like, so he had full intentions. Oh, 100%. Intentions, yeah. intentions. Like, you showed up. Yes. He claims He claims though that all these real world actions and accoutrements, which I love that word, um, were in the in person meetings, the surveillance, all of that was just part of a quote live action role play. This is not Dungeons and Dragons. You are not allowed to play that game. And they they said that this could be true, like don't care. Because the under uh, undercover agents never pushed him to do the act. Well, yeah, you don't push somebody to I freaking understand. murder somebody. Like, what you going to do? But like, go get her. They, well, they saying that they never picked him up to go to the, quote, victim's home to do this act. It was all, like, all planning, all getting it together. And to me, that's enough. But you rolled up with a kit, homie. Yep. It's, you rolled up, you, you went to a different state. They're saying it's posturing, though. No. I agree. <laughs> no. Because they had identified a victim, correct? Like It was another agent, but yeah. But they, yes, okay. But they were going to like that was the whole thing. They planned to me and he brought a kit. He also bought hypodermic needles. I think he had some kind of drug or something he was gonna inject into the person. To subdue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. If that ain't conspiracy, I don't know what is. Now, they ended up getting him, too, for he had child pornography. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. And then Gilbert's lawyer's like, they shouldn't be in our head. You should be able to think whatever you want. And, like, it, it goes, the article goes back into that whole argument. But they're saying that there's a possibility for, now, the child pornography, yeah, he's going for that. But for the other two, like, that they could potentially get off on the same thing that Valley got off on because it's just fantasy role quote. The fantasy dude showed up with the kid. I agree. How many more overt actions do you need? I agree. All right. I don't like none of this. Yeah. <laughs> this one was interesting just because 
I mean, on a philosophical level, it's interesting to me because you can have these arguments, right? You can have like, and I can get what they're saying. Like we have freedom of expression in the United States. I don't know what homie's doing in Pakistan because I'm sure none of that legal. Yeah. But, um, I, I could be wrong, but no, in the United States, we have freedom of expression you know, we can freedom of speech, you know, that does protect us um, from being able to, you know, to say pretty much whatever we want to say. And while I think that is a wonderful thing and I I stand by it, (laughs) um, I don't think that the protection goes to when you're picking victims. Like, can it, I, I don't know. I don't know. To me, like I said, from the, the, the first time, like, he absolutely, like, if, as soon as he put up the picture, that's it for me. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that you were facilitating a crime. I agree. You you had full-on plans. Right. Now, you didn't give him the addresses. Does that alleviate the first step? No. I don't think so. Because you still, I, I, I truly think he would he would do it. Like it was just a matter of when. And yeah. I don't I don't think he gave out the addresses because he didn't want to share. I think you might be right. Like I think they were his victims. I think he had been fantasizing about these women for a long time. I think in college he was rejected by these people. That's why it's torture. Like, he wants to see them. It's not even rape for him. No. It's, like, torture. Like, they deserve to, like, I think it ties into narcissism. Like I'm sure it does. He wants, how dare they not want me? Like, because yeah. one of the victims, I don't remember which one, but they had talked about it. And she's like, no, nah, I just want to be friends. And he, like, really liked her. Yeah. So, to him, it was like a slap in his face. So, like, then he how got dare you? he got off to, like, okay. Well, then I'll, like, fantasize about you being brutally murdered or toward, like, suffering. To the, the edge of death. Because mm-hmm. rape was always secondary to him. Yeah, he didn't care about that. It was, that. like, eating them and watching them torture. And cooking them. Yeah. Like, that bothers me. I agree. And then, like I said, the man has the audacity to put on his dating profile, I like to cook. Well, I'm sure you do. I'd be like. I'd never mm. eat anything that man made. Ever, 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 ever. It could be a salad. Nope. Agreed. He's, he's. And I, so, all right. So here, this this is AC stance. Life in prison's a lot for thoughts. Okay. Legit. However, you need to be on a list. There should be a list. There should be a list that contains all the potential cannibals and all the potential rapists. I think that there's no fly list. Why can't we have a no date list? I agree. I I was looking up uh, Moody Blues because yeah. I just was curious about him. He was a British male nurse. Oh, great. Um, who was pals with our cannibal cop, obviously. Oh, Lord. He was convicted. This was, let's see, in 2014 for um, plotting to eat a 14-year-old girl. He had befriended on the internet. His actual name is Del Bollinger, B-O-L-I-N-G-E-R. He's 58, and he was busted for what he did. Um, He called himself Moody Blues. I thought that was his name, but no. So he did some gel time, too. Not nearly enough for Uh wanting to eat a 14-year-old girl, 
But I digress. Because did, did he make plans to go get this girl? Like, do you know other details? It just said that he was, like, luring her in, oh, trying yeah. to get her. He was her. grooming her? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see. Can I tell? The, yeah, it says he was arrested for suspicion of conspiracy, child grooming, and then he also had possession of child abuse images. Yeah. So, that's so gross. It is gross. I'm going to need you to quit picking the weird cases, Sully. <laughs> I just, yeah. No, actually, I like it's, this. It's, I like the weird cases. Keep bringing them because this is a good discussion. Like, well, the thing is, is it caught me. Like, they always get. I saw thought crimes, and I was like, like you can't get arrested for your thoughts. Because if we can, we're in trouble. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean what do you mean? But when you actually li- play it out, I'm like, no, this man should have been arrested. I think this man should still be in prison today. I, that is my personal. I opinion. think he's a danger to um, society as a whole. It, it makes me worried. Just, I mean, could you imagine? No. Like, I don't know what you're about to say, but no. I'm just, I have a daughter. Uh huh. Now, granted, this man is old, but could you just imagine, like, your your daughter bringing him home? No. And realizing who he is? No. Like, because now, guess who's going to jail? (laughs) It just makes, and I know that there's like, I'm making a joke, women equivalents of that too so for for your son like absolutely it's not. just scary like i don't know and it's it terrifying. makes you and it's always saying like you don't know people like you don't you don't know what they, and i'm like this just makes me just feel unsafe <laughs> just, just in general life life i, just feel I told unsafe. you i told you what this made me wanting to do so i don't know if y'all heard the news that aliens landed in nevada yeah. in the backyard in nevada um but we were having this discussion and she was kept telling me more and more a little bit you know she gives me drips and drabs so i'm not completely taken off guard because i'll just let it fly um and we don't want to do that with you guys um i need to be somewhat emotionally prepared so she gives it to me in drips and drabs she said this one part and i was like you know what i don't even like this place anymore i'm gonna go find the aliens and i'm gonna go talk to them and if they ain't got like you know cannibals and sex offenders and weird people this going on i'm going with them like just had to take my whole family but then i saw them and no. Like, no you're scary <laughs> yeah you look like bugs yeah, like really big bug with claws it's the cgi yeah but um yeah so i'm very upset um that first of all that the aliens are not friendly or don't look friendly and second of all that this world exists with this crap in it like what is that like I, all the other things that we need to be concerned about like think about all your high school and college friends i dated some weird dudes like it makes me very concerned right i'm just like mm. i'm like am i on a website right mm. uh, i'm thicker what, what what they think about my me <laughs> I, i'm scared I'll be, it's not jokeable but it is because i was i was watching this last night i told you while i was doing my, my little research yeah. and i was watching it with my husband and I was like, look, you put me on a website. If, like, he's not. My husband does not participate in any of this stuff. That but you know of. If you, if you did, I would be like, w- w- would you? I, I told him, I, was, I wouldn't taste good. I'm a lot of fat. <laughs> and I was like, and I know fat equals flavor, but I'm just fat. Like, not in this case. There is no flavor. <laughs> there's no flavor. It's just, it'd be really, ew. Like, you, don't, you don't want any of this. <laughs> he just looked at me like, okay. Like, I'm just saying. The most disturbing part to me is when they equated the human meat to veal. Yeah. And now I can never try veal. 
Yeah, so that was a one of the podcasts I listened to. Um, time suck. Yeah, but he he did several people that I guess he talked to or something who had experience in cannibalism. Cannibalism. Yep, said that human meat is like veal. And nah, I've never eaten veal, but I was almost getting to the point that I might try it. And it's baby. I something. can't. So I don't, I'm not down for that. Eggs about as far as I go. Yeah. When it comes to eating uh, baby anything, and these are unfertilized. <laughs> yeah. I don't eat babies. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't. Never, 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 never. Because the, the first, because ADHD, right? So, I'm never going to let this go. That's yeah. going to be in my head forever. Yeah. I, I don't understand the fascination or appeal and then we even talked about and i don't it was in the know. news where the uh corner or more guy it was a corner it's a corner was like selling pieces of like bodies to people and i'm like who why why is that a market like do do we have empires like <laughs> what's going on why are we selling pieces of people like i don't why like I don't. You go wine. I go uh uh-uh. uh. And it was interesting, and in the because I had just told her about this case, yes. and then I like sent her over. She's like, "Why is that in the news? What, was that here? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know where that's at. It was in New Jersey, I think, or Boston. Something. Boston. It yeah. was somewhere. Else. I was like, it's in our news though. And she's like, uh mm. Like I'm out. I think Liz. that's when you were like, I don't even like it here. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, I don't like it here. I'm gonna go talk to the aliens. I'm done. Yeah. I'm so upset. <laughs> like, it's just. It's scary. It is because you know you already have to worry about. And I know the dark web exists, and I know that there's some horrible things that go down on that. And I know human trafficking. Yeah, but this was like this a was, Joe Schmo. This, this was, was like a cop. a cop working his patrol in the daytime, and then murdering people in his fantasies at night, and then transferring it over to searching people on his database. And so then, in my head, you were the person that the cop should be after. Like you are who you should be investigating. Like yeah, what? No, like it bothers me mm-hmm. so bad. And the fact that you were able to pass the psychological, I'm worried. Well, it can it it bothered me too when the psychologist was talking about that sex offenders. And no, I'm not saying all cops are sex offenders. Oh God, like no, 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 no. We're not saying that. Nothing like that. But how he said that there some of those offenders like that are drawn to those positions where they can get victims. Yeah, but that well, we've known that for years. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Well, it's not specific to cops. It's like positions of power positions where they get of some power. Yeah. It could be youth leadership. That. It could be like if didn't you, know that. if you're pro- particular brand of sex offense is like kids it could be you the person that you would never ever ever expect see i I did not not know know that you did not know that no when he said it i was like i'm sorry what (laughs) it's like you're usually drawn to these kind of positions it's it's power like something where they can exert power power or they can access to victims access to victims yeah and i was like oh i don't like that i just feel unsafe (laughs) i just don't like it it really this one has messed with me i I just don't like it i just don't she has told me she felt unsafe so many times today i just do i just don't like it like the fact that there are people like that no i agree i told you like i'm gonna go up with et like what is going on because but seriously you should keep your head on a swivel like go with that spidey sense yeah you know like sometimes you get like a gut feeling that this person just don't feel right yeah go with that absolutely 100 percent. go with that even if you're on a first date so here this is what's going through my mind mm-hmm. right 
Homeboy <laughs> is probably still dating. I mean, I don't know if anybody's married him or whatever. I would never put my name to it. If I was that, if I was that female, I would never ever admit it. That you would marry never. Him? He married a ghost. But I didn't know him. So until you did the story, I didn't know about this. Like, True. so there's people out there. Who, oh yeah, don't know who he is. Who have no idea who he is. And I think if somebody who did online date, like, it's scary that you could have came across Cannibal Cop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's your his next book, but nobody can find you, and the name slightly changed, and he doesn't know. You're right, because he made his fantasies a reality. Right, and that's all. That's exactly what he was trying to do. Right. Now, I'm not saying that he'll actually go on to do anything. I think prison was difficult for him. I think it was for him too solitary. Yeah. He did seven months in solitary. Absolutely. I think it was difficult. But then that also, you know that, that solitary has been proven to mess fundamentally with your brain. Their brain. Yeah. Like, so, but in this case, did it fix it? Maybe. Did it fix it or did it make it worse? (laughs) Because he had seven months. To just sit. Yeah. And just think. What, what, right. And just plan and plot. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe in this case, it fixed it. Fingers yeah. crossed. Hope. I wouldn't trust him. No, God, no. With anything. <laughs> like, you want to mm, go see my cabin? No. Could you imagine? Like, you want, I want us to go off to go. No, thank you. I want to come back. No, thank no, you. Thank you. Mm-mm. We'll go on separate vacations. <laughs> I don't even want you to know where I'm going. I don't cause... even want you to know where I live. I don't like the fact that he stalked out that 18 year old. Yeah, from her school. And then talking about her date, she doesn't even know her days are numbered. Like, that's so scary to me. Yeah, that's like, stalking. It makes, like, it ties back to Ramirez for me mm-hmm. because Ramirez, like, his were more spontaneous. Mm-hmm. But I think about the girl, the very first one that we know, mm-hmm. where she's at the thrift store and she's shopping and he walks up and he's, like, instantly, like, drawn to her and mm-hmm. follows her back. Yeah. It's very much that, except where Ramirez was psychotic. This guy's not psychotic. He's just, he's more methodical and. Yeah. He's got his wits about him. Yeah, he could. And that's what scares me. Yeah. Because it's not just blonde stupidity. Like, I'm just going to do that. Like, impulsive. Right. He's more of like, no. And he's a cop. So he knew, like, don't do this. You don't want to do that. Like, he knows more of the ins and outs than, like, a regular person. Right. Which is super scary. His wife caught him, y'all. Like, and he only because she thought be he was doing cheating. it. Only because, yeah, well, he was cheating, but just in a completely different psychotic way. Yeah. It would, I would have, me personally, like I said, I would have preferred you were cheating on me. Absolutely. Yes. Then I find my picture and you giving my size out and talking hey, about stringing me up. Like, hey, slitting my throat and like, talking about how young you just me, go the bacon is going to taste off of me. Yeah. Like, I, mm. like, no. Yes. But they did divorce. I don't know if I said that. But they did divorce. I think it went without saying. Well, but, some women don't. Like, yeah. you know, they'll stick with it. But sh- they were married. said that they took the kid. Oh, she took that baby and left and then divorced his butt. They were yeah. married like And hopefully they're supervised some kind of visitation with that kid. I think one of the parts when he got released was he couldn't have contact with his child. Yeah. And I think that was a good thing. Well, he was talking about how to cook children. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Have Hansel and Gretel over here. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is icky. Yeah, this one is. 
I mean, but all of them have been. I mean, we, we none do, of them are exactly. Yeah, it's we, true crime. So. We do true crime. It's all icky and it's nasty. Just this one, I, this okay. one messes with your head because everybody has intrusive thoughts. Everybody has thought things they shouldn't have thought. Yeah. Everybody has said things they should not have said. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And could you go down for that? And at what point are you a criminal? Like, that's what it makes you think. Yeah, and I told you the analogy that was given with the whole, like, you're having an issue with somebody. You're like, you know what? They, they've done this horrible thing to, like, your family. And you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm that's it. Like, that's I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm going to kill this person. And then you go and buy a weapon. And then you realize this is insane. I'm not this person. I'm not doing that. Should you go to prison because you made a step? And I'm going to have to say no. They're going to, people could argue, well, that's the same thing Gilbert did. But no, he did it for months, if not years. That's number one. Number two, he had a well-orchestrated plan. Like, he sat down, had a blueprint of how he was going to get this girl. All right? But it was multiple girls. Like, that was a blueprint for the one girl. Then he Googled the other girl or law enforcement searched the other girl so like none of it and that's was... worse because he used confidential information to get it oh i agree that's the crime i mean that's a crime and he did get punished for that yeah. though. but should he be charged with a conspiracy because how is what he did different than like i got mad at this person i went and bought a gun because i was just gonna kill him and be done with it then i realized it was crazy and i never went through the the person who went and bought the gun didn't tell all their friends how great this person was gonna taste I mean, I'll give you that, <laughs> but I can see the argument is what I'm saying. I mean, I can see on a philosophical level what they're talking about, but in reality. No, I'm like, you talk about eating people. I'm already going to be like, mm, check beside your name, like <laughs> yeah. a special box I, around you. You didn't run back, uh, you know, like after this, t- she's talking about me, it's fine. This said person <laughs> went and bought this gun, Okay. They didn't come back and be like, okay, so this is this is going to be great. This is what it's going to come yeah. to say to you. This is this is, is going to be great watching this person bleed out, blah, 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 blah. That's the criminal. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I think there are extra elements to his. It yes. wasn't just like he said, I would like to kill Jane. Mm-hmm. I want to kill Jane. It'll be so nice to kill Jane. And then I'm going to strangle her by a rope and then never do anything with it. Even to me, that's still like, it's not good. Yeah. I want to, I want to make it very, very clear. I have never said I was going to kill anybody. No. I have never went. It's just an argument. Yeah. It's just a whip. We were just arguing. Yeah. Hypothetical only. only. Yeah. Just trying to figure out like, where's the line? Like, what was the line that he crossed that yeah. made it more than just like right oh man i'm gonna do this impulsive thing and then be like no that's crazy so if i look at you and be like i'm gonna kill such and such yeah. and then i go buy a weapon but yeah. then i by the time i get out of the gun store i'm chill but like, never mind right should you go to prison for conspiracy no because you did tell somebody and then you made an overact i did make an overact but then but then i didn't talk about how juicy they're gonna taste yeah. that's what okay so that's what it gets me it's inaction fantasy mm-hmm. with action and then confirmation of that action is what gets it for me with him i think it's just the continuous like he did he said he wanted to do this thing he took many overt steps for very all the different women for a long period of time and then did even more when he went and like stalked out like if if you told me i'm gonna kill this person you went and got a weapon and then you stalked him and followed absolutely i need to go to prison then i'd be like okay that's a little bit far like you what 
you didn't come down from your senses like you just something else pulled you in but what's gonna right. happen when that doesn't work anymore like right. that to me i'm just waiting yeah. and that's why i feel like he was circling prey i yeah. think he was waiting to get up the nerve i agree i think he was waiting for the perfect opportunity and the nerve like he was just waiting for that yeah and i worry about him because all these other people that are involved all had like child pornography and I, I don't think he dabbled in that. Or there was no, no evidence on the computer. On but that. I wondered if there started out differently. And ended up there. And, like, it, it's just that deviant, like, it's a circle. I feel like it's, like, a, it's just that kind of stuff. You're going down the toilet. Like, it's just a drain. You're going down. And I wondered Maybe. if it would have, I would have worried about his child just being in that vicinity with him, period. I'm worried about his child just simply because daddy's talking to people who want to cook children. Right. And he was talking, he even put on the thing, this is Kimberly, and she's da-da-da-da, and she's married and has a baby. Like, why would you tell these people about the baby? Yes. I mean, it's one thing, even for your wife, I think that's despicable and disgusting, but why in the world would you say she had a baby? I would never, ever, ever, ever. That makes them more appealing to the sex offenders, to the pedophile. that kills me. I know. Like, you knew what you were doing. I know. So, but yeah, I digress. So what do y'all think? Yeah, please. You think he should have stayed in prison and been convicted on the uh, conspiracy, not theory, conspiracy Conspiracy. charge? Um, Or do you think he should have gotten out? Right. Was he justified in being acquitted? And the third option on this question and answer poll that's going to be on Spotify is, do you think he should be on a list a do not date list, potential cannibal list. I don't know. I don't know. It what should to be like a the, warning. No fly list. No fly, no date. I feel like I should be able to type the name in Google and be like, it automatically be like, this birthday, this person, this is a cannibal. Want to be like, I should immediately know. <laughs> yeah. I should be able to like, you get no privacy. I think he should be on some kind of no something list. Immediate. I don't you think know. he should have ever have access to the internet again. But here's the danger when you cut off their release. Yeah, what do you, what it, do you do? If they is truly just fantasy for them right now, the only way that it remains just fantasy is for them to be able to express those fantasies. So if you take internet access away from him, at what point does therapy. he go act it out? I don't know. Go to therapy. I agree, therapy's great, but I think this is some heavy lifting. I don't mm-hmm. know. If go therapy. therapy. Can you don't need no release. You need to go therapy. You you need you need to address whatever your problem, major malfunction is if you need help ask and you need help yeah we'll ask for you <laughs> <laughs> you just tell us you're accountable we got you yeah. um no i mean seriously though like that is a concern it's a concern that i have mm, I like i like, hate that it exists but see i feel like opposite of that if you continue to feed it it becomes a bigger beast i mean i would agree with that too so the dog that's fed gets bigger gets stronger like that mm-hmm. to me but argument. also the drug addict that doesn't get what they need becomes violent. Potentially. Depending on what they're hooked on to. I'm know. just saying potentially robbery. Like they, they typically, because they're fiending, yeah. they typically try to access that drug. And I think that's almost what it's like for them. Mm. I mean, I can be wrong. Yeah. I am not an expert in anything. <laughs> in the words of Dean Winchester, I know a lot about a little, just enough to be dangerous. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, so tell us what you think. And also let us know if um, I need to stop right. taking over. No, absolutely. <laughs> and need, nope. And I need to stop bringing you these weird ones because I can find them. Actually, you can blame Netflix and 
they find me. Yeah, they find her because she's tapped into it. So that her algorithm is like, give her weird, give her weird, it's give like her normal, weird. normal, normal, normal. How about this one? <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> I see you don't pick up the phone. Yeah, I see you thought crimes. Like, what yeah. else you go throw the, at me? Ain't no telling. Okay. And also, I misquoted Dean Winchester. It's okay. now I know a little about a lot, just enough to be dangerous, and that is true. Okay, fair. I like that. Yeah, I've been Maybe. watching Supernatural. Again. I should be on the next shirt. <laughs> I know a little about a lot, just enough to be dangerous. Yep. That's the truth, y'all. <laughs> All right. Sorry, this is a long one. It is a long one, but I hope y'all have a fantastic rest of the week, and we'll catch you on Friday. Bye. Good night.